0: Well, surprise, surprise, surprise. It's the news, according to me. Uh, Good morning. It It is, what is this? This is the, it's still August. It's still August. It is the 29th of August. A couple more days left in August. Tuesday, 2023. I am in Des Moines, Iowa. Or as they call it, Des Moines. Iowa. I, I don't know how they pronounce it here. I'm going to uh, I'm going to have a... Well, we've got an interesting show. Uh, I'm, it's just going to be a quick one today, I think. I think it's going to be... Yesterday was supposed to be 30 minutes and it took an hour. So uh, we'll see how this goes. It is currently uh, 12.25 Eastern Standard Time, 11.25 Central Time, which is the time zone I'm in currently. And I believe that there's... Um, I'm just doing this on my iPad this morning. I know the sound quality is not going to be that great, but I just wanted to talk about a few things. I, yesterday had a, a little bit of a, uh, well, first of all, I guess we really need to talk about one one thing, uh, the main thing that everyone's mostly concerned about, and that is what is in my cup. And I guess the first order of business is to explain that what I have is not a cup. It's a thermos. I have a thermos uh, with sweet tea. It's a the last of my homemade sweet tea from this last week so hopefully this uh this gets me through the entire show it should it should it's uh it's refreshing i've been up this morning uh i actually got into uh, des, moines, des moines last night um kind of late and i got up early worked out well not super early but i got up got up early worked out and then uh had some breakfast and i ended up uh i thought well i'll just rest my eyes for a minute and i, I slept so hard um uh, that was uh, it was incredible. I, I, when I woke up, I couldn't hardly move uh, my... You know how when your arm falls asleep, sleep went wrong? Well, everything apparently fell asleep. My whole body was just kind of in that mode of... Didn't want to move. All tingly. Arms, legs, feet, head, toes, nose, everything tingling. So I, uh, I got up and then kind of stirred around a little bit and, and watched a few videos. Ca- caught up on some of my... Political things. I've also been listening to some thing interesting things. I kind of ran into a little bit of a few places with different different interesting stories about people. That uh, Mike, Michael Rockefeller, for instance, um, apparently was a an individual who disappeared way back uh, in Papua New Guinea. He was he apparently had, was doing some work down there with the natives, and um, interesting story about him about what happened to him. Um, people thought he had drowned and was had just disappeared and that was not the case uh, apparently um, there were some things that happened down there that uh, one man wrote a book about a few years ago about what actually happened to him and uh, yeah the, it's it, you know it, it makes no difference um, you know, everybody talks about how, well, you know, the Native Amer- the, the, the how the, the, the Europeans came over here and, and dominated and killed all these innocent little Native Americans. Um, the, the, there were some atrocities done. There, there, were, there, were, there were atrocities done. No, Absolutely. No doubt about that. There were also atrocities done. To Europeans here as well, and there and there were also atrocities done from Native Americans to Native Americans. There were different tribes here, and they, and they weren't just all peaceful with each other. Some of them were hated by other uh, tribes because of their just the, the way they were. They, they were very very mean individuals and uh, very very. Uh, Just say they treated others very poorly. And so there, there's this, there's these issues of man being man, mankind being mankind, who sometimes is not very kind. And when we explore these issues, and of course the left has uh, just this idealistic, uh, there's, this, there's this, it's the point where I believe that this is more than just an ideology. Um, there is a spiritual issue being driven, I think, or a spiritual—I should say—a spirit driving this mentality, this ideal ideology. And it is not one of, you know, God has a a spirit of reconciliation. He 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 uh, sent His Son to reconcile us not just to himself, but also to each other. The left has this drive, and and by and large, uh, like it or not, folks, I I, I realize there are some Democrats who are Christians, but by and large, many, many, most, I would say, uh, the, the vast majority, i would believe of the activist democrats the activist left are i'm not going to say they're atheist they are this strange anti-christian theology that they that they hold to and it's there are people who i went to high school with and I've, I've had interactions with and talked to throughout the years thinking you know they've even worked in churches done work in churches you know uh whether there's administrative assistants or whatever they were and they weren't clergy necessarily but there there is that group as well there is this group of clergy that Doesn't even, or they they really twist who Jesus was, what he did, why he came, and what he was all about. And there is this there's this twisting of this idea that that Jesus was actually, and really it always boils down to and revolves around how who you define Jesus, who do you say that he is. I think when he asked that question of his disciples, who do you say that I am? Now, first he asked them, what, what do the people say about me? Not because he was interested. He knew what they were saying about him. He wanted to know if they knew what, they, what people were saying about him. And, of course, they, they answered, they, you know, they say this, they say that. Well, who do you say that I am? Because that's really what it comes down to is he's asking you that question, who do you say that he is? I would, on a whole different different level, a uh, different question, you know, completely. Uh, I went through a, a, a phase in my life, a question that was number one at the top of my list for quite some time. And that was the question, I, and I wrote it down on a piece of paper. And I even wrote it out and put a blank after it, I wrote down and the question I had for for him was who do you say that I am? I asked him the same question. I know who you are. Who do you say that I am? And I wrote down this question And I, it was him talking to me, so I said, "You are a, or, you are," and then I wrote a long line with a blank. And then below it, I wrote all these all these different things, possibilities. I was kind of like multiple choice. I just kind of wrote down the possibilities to think to see if anything really, just you know, just like caught on fire. That that's that's who he calls me. That's what I am. You know, everything from musician to speaker to pilot to all kinds of occupational things. It just, just wrote all, the, all these different things down that could be potentially what. You know, no, nothing, nothing stood out. Nothing jumped off the page. Nothing caught on fire. Nothing turned, you know, to to gold. Nothing, nothing happened. And this question went on for quite some time. And I, I even went to a, one of these prayer prayer groups, and I was, I was, I was leading worship at a little prayer meeting. For this one church I was going to every week, and this, the person who was leading the group said, "You know, what what is something that's on your heart right now? That's you know, like the number one prayer on your heart right now." And I, I pulled that paper out, and it was it was kind of a it was kind of a weird off. Everybody, you know, everybody had requests for family members or things about you know direction in life and all these different kinds of things. So this was kind of a, a heavy revy or heavy heavy type. Question to pull out, and I won't. I'm not going to. Maybe I'll talk about it at the end about what happened if I remember um, how God answered that question and the timing of when He answered that question. I think I may. I may have talked about it before, but um, it, it still blows me away to this day, and I still have a hard time swallowing it. Uh, it's a little bit overwhelming. It's, it's easy to doubt those kinds of things uh, because they're so overwhelming. So the, um, This idea that, that, we, that these people are believers, and I, and I talked to this, this person for quite some time and, and interacted back and forth, and they always had questions about faith and different, different issues, and I, I thought this person was on board with the Christian faith and then one day in an exchange with this person they explained that well jesus is a nice idea but i don't i don't think he was i don't they, they don't even think he was a real person it was just a story so it just some story about some guy who or maybe he he existed but they really you know, they, all these people just told stories and, and he became this folk hero. They just exaggerated everything that he did. It, it blew my mind. It just blew my mind. I have heard that from several people throughout my life. Well, you know, I've I I like the idea of who he is. I don't. I don't think he was really that person. He's a nice idea. That's who they say he is. Now, this person is probably further along, at least in faith, than a lot of people on the left. As far as the activists, I'm talking about the activists, the radical left. There are Democrats who are still Bible Bible believing people. I would say that they are, are saved and, and they are Christians, believers. And they are simply misled or maybe they don't like what, but they call themselves Democrats. They say, well, you know, my, well my parents were Democrats, everybody was Democrat, I'm a Democrat. No, you're not born a Democrat. I, I, it's, it's a party you choose to participate in. It's an association. It's an organization. Much like a denominational church. You may have been born into the Methodist church. That doesn't make you, not, you don't have to be Methodist. I would say that's a very low part about what being Christian is. That's very little about what identifies you as a Christian. The, so the interesting thing about this is that. What I see is mostly on the on the activist left is this. Uh, they're finding more and more that the scriptures that, that Christianity is offensive. When we see the LGBTQ plus WABC. Y Z explanation point thing going on. It, it's it rises up in direct opposition morally of what Scripture is about. This is not a coincidence. And it's not just something that the church can just continue to go along with. It is defining a very solid line that pastors are confronted with. It will be a defining point, in my opinion, as as this movement continues to gain ground and become more violent, really, more militant, more demanding. And they continue to do that. It continues to go that direction. So, as it continues to go that direction, the opposition will continue to rise up, and and as laws are being passed, it's just a... There are countries right now where Christians are being imprisoned, arrested, sued for their stance on that very issue. And it's coming to this country. Cancel culture is a real thing in this in this country. Social media is a real thing in this country, and it's you're either going to not be able to participate at all in it or face the consequences of your ESG scores. This is exactly what happens in communist China. And my understanding is they just passed a law in China that makes it, you're not allowed to be sad. You're, it's, against the law, it's against the law not to be sad. You can't be sad. I, I haven't read into the details on this whole thing, but that's the gist of it from what I understand. This is the way it's going to be here. Uh, this, this, is, this is progressiveness. And this is what we're progressing towards. And the independence of an individual is going very quickly going away. Look where we've gone in the last five, six years. I would even say a little further than that. I'd say you can go back ten years and just look how far we've gone in ten years. And look how far it will go. Think about how far. It, things like this don't just go through little escalations. They, they tend to ex, ex, expedite. They tend to ex, ex, uh, gain momentum. Where would we be in the next ten years? And ten years after that? Because there's no end to this. Where, where does it end? Where does it stop? Where do we finally get to the point where okay, we've reached the point of acceptance, and everybody's everybody's we've, we we not have no more we have no more issues. Because there's always going to be issues. The left has to have issues. That's why they identify, they accept those people into their party, and they go along with it because it is a faction, and that's what they work on. They work on factions because. That's what they have. The Divide and conquer is a strategy that has been used in war for millennia. And, and also in individual combat. When I was involved in martial arts heavily as a younger person, when I had, you know, bones that didn't break, I had um, the... The strategy, when we were faced with... We had defensive situations, as you, as you would go up in the ranks, at defensive situations, and some of those pit us against you know, five or six people. So you're being attacked by five or six people at a time. And you would, the strategy that you would use was divide and conquer, and usually you would look for the, the most influential of the bunch, whether that was the leader of the group or the most intimidating of the group, because if you could take that person down it made everybody else scared. And that, that that way you would use up your, you know, you had most of your energy that you were expending on that most difficult individual or what you perceive to be the most difficult individual. And then you would just, and, and that then would strike fear into the hearts of the others. And then you, you know, that was one of your biggest components at that point. And you would set out to you know, defeat the others one at a time wouldn't take them all on at once. People who tried to take on everybody all at once were the ones who didn't, didn't make it. So you had to, had to find a way to divide the group and conquer them. That was just by positioning yourself in a you know, place where you could fight one person at a time and then you'd go, go from the... And so it was, it was an interesting um, lesson, I think, in, in terms of strategy, in, in terms of what we see with the activist leftists doing now dividing people up into factions dividing each up people up into to uh, pit them against each other and now you're starting to see it actually start to devour their own or you're seeing people who are you're seeing people protest gay pride parades who are environmentalists. so the environmental groups now are protesting the gay pride you know because they're using tractors or whatever to pull their floats so it, it's it's a It's not going to end, folks. It's just not going to end. And it's very uh, troubling. And then when you see these kinds of people getting involved in politics, getting involved in the legal system. I'm, I'm reminded of this woman who, in D.C., I think it was, I think it was in the D.C. court, who got to swear in President Trump, and she was interviewed. And I was, oh, I thought it'd be cool to, to be able to spend you know that 30 seconds swearing in Donald Trump and be there and to see him, you know, have to swear into. The this is a person who's not thinking in an objective manner. They're ability to be non biased is gone. Why are they serving on a jury? How in the world did they get to serve on a jury? Now, I spoke yesterday a little bit about the issue of Donald Trump and them trying to get him off of the ballot. There was a theory being kind of floated around. It was a theory that I kind of thought as well. And the today it is like off the charts on almost all uh, news broadcasts, uh, pundits and things that are, that are being talked about uh, uh, BCP and, and uh, nothing but the news uh, different organizations, different uh, YouTubers that are talking about news are all talking about this in fact this made its way to Fox News and they're, they're, there's now a a former Supreme Court lawyer not a judge but a lawyer who's talking about how just because he's been indicted they're making moves now to take him off the ballot in all 50 states. Now, this is a guy who was a supposed conservative. The and I mentioned this about the, the establishment yesterday. This is the establishment's, and I think Mike Pence kind of shows this in, in some ways in some of the things he says and his lack of commitment. Vivek Ramaswamy, of course, had his hand raised right away when they said if they indict Donald Trump, or if he's convicted, will he, still, will he still support him as the nominee? And he raised his hand right away. And, of course, Mike Pence's answer was, well, they're not going to convict him because it's a bogus charge. No, the, he will probably get convicted. It will, it will be taken down on appeal. But that appeal will happen after the election. That's, that's where they've got him. They need to get the conviction right away. So they can move the appeal, and they have to time it just right. Of course, the the guess what the timing for the trial? I think the timing in Georgia. I think it was the Georgia trial. Um, is now being timed for the day before the Republican primary. The day before. They they still haven't learned any lessons here on how they're um, managing the folk hero now who is who's, the. the Having Donald Trump's mug shot taken actually was a huge. You know, some people are giddy about it. They're, they're all, but there are people now who are saying, you know what? This this just makes him one of us. And it's it's obvious what they're doing here. So so it is backfiring in big ways. It is definitely driving more of a wedge and defining more of a of a line, polarizing the nation even more. Um, and I think that the the left. News media is freaking out about the fact that his popularity has not gone down at all; um, that he's still going up in the polls. Uh, Ron DeSantis, of course, uh, I think is kind of now being pushed aside. The establishment doesn't like Vivek Ramasamy. They they talk about him a little bit, but they're not they don't like him uh, now. Mike Pence came out, I think, yesterday and said something about, well, I think it proves since last Wednesday night, I think it proves that, that there's definitely other options besides Donald Trump out there. Why does this guy keep putting nails in his coffin? I don't understand. I understand why he keeps even saying these kinds of things. And, in the meantime, he he says this, and then he, he turns around and talks about the very same things that Basically, it's it's all Donald Trump's platform, and acts like it's his idea. And he's got he's not even, I mean he, he's not even number three of the of the other than Trump of the candidates that are vying for this thing. I, I think Vivek and uh, Desantis are the number you know they're the top two top tier people right now. I think I think uh, Nikki Haley actually came up a little bit in the polls. After Wednesday, I don't think Mike did at all if he did at all, anything. Um, they can't all come up in the polls, so it's this uh, this ID and of course Chris Christie <laughs> um, why are you there why, why are, what you know it, we all know you're just nothing there, but a, you're just a, a poison pill is all you're doing there, so that's, that's all you're doing there. the mouthpiece of the disgruntled. He's not going to win it. He knows he's not going to be president. He knows he's not going to be a nominee. Um, he knows he's not even going to be on the, on the cabinet. Now, I think there's other people who are vying for position in, in, in places of power. And this is where I think that uh, Donald Trump, I think, has uh, a, very be- a much better understanding. And maybe if I have a chance to talk about this tomorrow, um, I'm going to be leaving Des Moines tomorrow morning, uh, very early in the morning, hopefully being uh, back in the studio tomorrow afternoon. And if I am able to do that and get in the studio tomorrow, it will be, um, it'll be late in the morning. I'm not positive that that's going to happen. I may end up having to go somewhere else as well. Uh, I may end up on another trip uh, tomorrow. But if I do make it home and I get to the studio, I'd like to put on a show at the actual uh, the worldwide headquarters tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, so I, I meet. If, if, and it's going to be prob- probably going to be live if I can be live. And one of the things I'd like to talk about is the whole, the first time Trump went into office and he was talking about draining the swamp. I think I have a better understanding now of what how he defined the swamp. And when he was talking about draining the swamp, he didn't realize that the intelligence agencies are actually the reservoir of the swamp. He was thinking of the swamp differently, I think. And I want to talk about that a little bit more tomorrow, and I think, I think he has a different strategy coming back the second time what he's going to do uh with with the swamp and how he defines the swamp and what how he how he's going to play this out I uh, also like to talk about a few things about uh Tucker Carlson. There was a guy I listened to uh that was he's a fact checker guy, and now I don't agree with everything he said i think hes I think he's a little bit off on a few of his issues. Uh, because you can't be—he he claims to be non-political. He said he doesn't get involved in politics at all. He only gets involved in statistics, and uh, he's very, very good with military uh, intelligence. He, he's very sharp on very, a lot of those things. He obviously a very good study. Obviously, has had some background. Actually, has worked in some intelligence background and some uh, military statistic issues statistical statistical analysis and um, he he he's very good and he was fact checking uh, Tucker Carlson had an interview with a, a former general or colonel or somebody military guy um, an older guy and this guy was going on about some things and had some statistics and things some things that he spouted about the ukraine war that didn't make sense didn't add up and it was it was um this guy went over them and he said, "This is what this is what the reality is. This is what this guy's saying." He said it's, it doesn't make any sense here. Um, a few of the things that he said about technology, he said he was, he was off on those things. Uh, probably just because he either is older, doesn't understand the newer technology, or he just hasn't been read into some of the things that have, that have, uh, that we have now or the things that are capable. So it was interesting that, um, and he he knew some technical things about stuff that it was very obvious he, he knew what he was talking about. So um, now there were a few things that he said that I think he, he misread or misunderstands because you can't just be, every, everything is more political than you think. Everything else is about politics. Um, the word poli- If you look at the word politics and you look at the definition of it, you can't get away from that. Um, society is political. And if you're involved in society at all, you're gonna be, there's going to be politics involved. Um, now, n- not everything is Republican and Democrat, right and left, conservative, you know, liberal, whatever you want to say it. Um, and, and yeah, so so the uh, these are the factions that we're dealing with. These are the things that we're dealing with. And I, I think that that uh, the whole issue with Donald Trump, they're, they're they're trying to keep him off the ballot now. They're, and this guy, uh, this one lawyer, is talking about putting forth a, an injunction that will keep Donald, just because he'd been, been indicted, not even because he'd been convicted, just because, been, he was in, because he was involved in an insurrection. Well, that's not been solved in a, in a court of law. None of the charges against Trump are for insurrection. He's not being charged with insurrection. And yet, that's what they're trying to equate. Well, he was involved with the insurrection. This is where they're drawing lines that don't exist. And I think that this is, it's where it gets dangerous because the, the the people aren't paying attention to the details in the indictment. They're not, oh, he's, he's being indicted in Georgia for election interference, which actually is with the federal election in Georgia, which should actually be, it's, so it, there's, there's different things like this that are going on, and the things he's being indicted for or being accused of in these indictments have nothing to do with insurrection but they're calling it insurrection because that is in the constitution the 14th amendment so that's where they're going with this and they're saying he was involved in it he was part of it he incited it he didn't tweet enough about it to stop people uh, whatever you know it, his, his lack of action you know what, whatever I, it, just weird things like that. and, they're, and they're, because so the, so the establishment Republicans, in my opinion, are using this, looking at this and chomping at the bit at an opportunity to disqualify Trump and, and just kind of anybody but, but Trump kind of thing. In fact, you have to remember back in 2020, I'm sorry, 2016, there were Republicans, there were Libertarians even, and Glenn Beck was one of these people who was saying we'd be better off just letting Hillary, we just vote for Hillary, get Hillary in there, we'll wait four years and then we'll put our, our candidate in. There were prominent people in office, in the Republican Party, in the House, saying the same thing. They didn't want Trump in there. Trump changed a lot of people's minds and it wasn't Trump necessarily that did it, it was the, the left's reaction and the fact that now we see a very sharp contrast. I think the sharp contrast now between what the left is doing with Joe Biden and, and what, what he stands for and everything he's about. They can continue to keep on saying all day long that the economy's great, everything's great. Oh, look at this, everything's great. This guy's incredible, he's, he's, he's the best president we ever had. He's done more than any other president ever, ever in the world. And, and turn around and they can keep saying that and they really do believe this idea that if you just say it that they're so influential their voices are so influential that they can change the minds and the hearts of people and tell them what to think and that people just drone right along with them because they know, they know in their hearts that what they're saying is not true they absolutely know it and they just continue to say it because they think people will believe it because that's the way they are just Repeat the lie until everybody who believes it, including themselves. Well, folks, it is uh, it is almost noon now on uh, uh, Central Time. It's one o'clock Central Time or Eastern Time, and I need to get this posted so it gets out there for everyone to hear. And um, I will try to have a show tomorrow morning at some point. I'm not sure how the rest of the week is going to go. Uh, Thursday morning again is going to be very much. Uh, Thursday morning is probably more likely. Right now, it looks like more likely that I will have a show Thursday morning. Then, um, But that, that can all change at the drop of a hat tomorrow morning. At, uh, when I get back to, uh, to Chicago tomorrow morning, I'm flying from uh, Des Moines to uh, Chicago tomorrow morning. When I get into Chicago, that's when the decision will be made to uh, actually look at uh, where, where I'm going to go from there. So I will know about 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, Eastern Time, uh, whether or not I will be heading back to uh, the home studio. In the meantime, folks, uh, continue to pray for our nation. Pray for each other. Pray for our leaders. And uh, pray for the situation at hand. And we will uh, continue to move forward. And believe that God is uh, not surprised by any of this. He's he's, uh, the author of Tomorrow orders our steps for you to be right back. God bless everybody. Have a great week.